London. I was wandering through Soho and I spotted this little like storefront, but inside there was only a vending machine. And then like weird, like sort of cardboard cutouts of humans. There was something and some hand sanitizer. So that's all the things that were in there. A, a, a government approved friend. Yeah. Hello. I just leaned on it. And it crumpled. It crumpled. I cried. Um, so yeah. So I what was what was in this vending machine was masks uh and i was like oh i could use another mask so i went and i, I bought a mask but the whole time i really felt like i was about to get murdered just because i had this really creepy vibe to this little like empty like quarter of a shop with just a vending machine in it. um so i just was like oh so like it was like buying a mask and just being like the entire time um and That's the mask spooky. yeah i know it was spooky and the mask that i bought because obviously um, is it has it just has a bunch of jack-o'-lantern faces on it. It's amazing, like surprisingly good for this vending machine of just sort of generic masks. Like other than that, there was like camo, and then there was a leopard print one, but it was really shit and had like plain colors. This jack-o'-lantern one, so I got that, and I loved it instantly. Uh, and then I went to M and S to buy myself some lovely new bras. Um, I know, and um, I, I was in there. I had my mask on. Wolf whistle inserted there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, <sighs> uh, <laughs> I see a hot lady and I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, 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 I was buying myself uh, a bra and the cashier saw my mask and she was like, oh, she's like, are those jack-o'-lantern faces? And I was like, yeah. And she, she really seemed to think that was incredibly weird in spite of the following factors. One, October. <laughs> I'm six foot three. I have green hair. I was wearing a like purple faux fur coat. Like, what about that does not scan with jack o' lantern mask? 
Yeah. You know, and I told her where she could get a mask and I don't think she cared that much. And I just felt, I ended up just feeling really uncomfortable about it. Yeah. Yeah. This is in Soho. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it in Marks and Spencer, so. Mm. They don't I'm doing the like sort of. They have, they have Jono's chandeliers. <laughs> it's true. I saw them when I was in there. <laughs> it's just, they just have like, just a, a photograph of a man's face on them. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, since the last recording we did, actually, this has like been going on forever, but because it's been ages and who knows what happens, I don't know. We're going to solve that mystery this episode. Maybe. I don't think we are. Basically, like, uh, Katie moved house and also it was my birthday. Um, so I, since our last recording, I fell and like fucked the shit out of my hand, not like sexually. I fell in. <laughs> I fell. I fell, fell in a very specific way. Yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> I, 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 I fell and I like sprained my hand slash wrist, and it's been it like a couple of weeks, and it still really hurts. Um, if you could like uh, listen to the podcast, if you could tweet Leslie and tell her to go to A and E because uh, she's not been able to use her hand for like a week, and she's I not- can use it. It just hurts like hell. <laughs> It just hurts a lot. You I have to use it. Injuries. Yeah. But I mean, also, also, I feel like nothing's really, I don't know. It's like, I, I was going to say, I have a job where I need to use my hands a lot, but I think that's just jobs. But like, yeah. I, I, because I work in a coffee shop, because I make the coffees, like my, my job is very like wrist based. <laughs> You have to grind the coffees by hand in a big Exactly. Hand. You go um, to Leslie's workplace, but yeah, there's just a corner, which is just a big mortar and pestle, and that's what Leslie does. It's actually, I just I just have my palm, and I'm just crushing the coffee beans with my palm. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't been able to. You have to... to do each one in between your hands and, like, rub them, to, like, rub them together. Like, yeah, it takes ages. Um, a fly might. <laughs> it's yeah no but it's 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 been you know it's been shit because it's just like I, I can't I don't know everyone's been really nice at work and like tried to help me out but I just have like every time I just try to do anything normal like pick up a jug of milk I'm just like ah <laughs> so I suppose yeah do do tweet me and tell me to go with A&E because I'm very bad at like <laughs> I'm going to forget that I uh requested this information so it will be just a <laughs> And considering how many thousands of listeners we have, it's just going to be overwhelming. <laughs> Including one from Australia or Canada who sent us the equivalent of $5 in those two currencies. But I feel like very few Canadians listen to this podcast. I was about to try to guilt trip them, but they're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell you what, Canadian listeners, we love you extra sweet like the maple syrup. Yeah. It is very sweet maple syrup. It's very good. We love the English listeners because they're savory like gravy. And- <laughs> we love the, uh, the, oh, we do have like a listener and it just says on the stats, it just says unknown. <laughs> so whoever you are. We love unknown like unknown liquid. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 love we love unknown like redacted. 
so Katie. Yes, Leslie. You know that thing where like you have an idea for a bit of material and you fucking love it and you're so excited when you think about it and then you just try it and it just doesn't really go anywhere. It's heartbreaking. You just have to you just have to keep it in your heart and Yeah, exactly. Just tell people about it occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes Yeah, and sometimes you just know it's never going to, even though you think that maybe if you did put what you need to into it, you just don't have that in you anyway. Um, I'd like to welcome you in to a, a, a lovely place that I like to call I do a graveyard intro uh, <laughs> I really really like it I'm very I spent ages on it I was so excited about it it is not intrinsically funny but that's very fitting for this bit um <laughs> I do a graveyard So I was on the top of a double-decker bus one day, and I had this idea come to me, and I so excitedly wrote it down. And then I, like, I think I took time later to write it more, and then it was just so needlessly elaborate that I never said it to anyone. I think I, I, think I uh, told, like, a friend about it or a coworker. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of my coworkers, so it could be both. Um, I told someone about it. They were just like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm just going to read you in bullet points what what uh, the idea was, because uh, I never quite because I never stage tested it. I never figured out how to make it like snappy. So it just says, "Terrified of aging, want to be young forever. Into my thirties now, so I have no option. Even if I died now, I wouldn't always be thirty. Uh, shows how long ago I wrote that. Thirty-four now. <laughs> People would go. She would have been fifty now." I might stipulate in my will that I don't ever want anyone to do the math, but that they should all bring calculators to the funeral to write cool things such. And this is where I started to incorporate an old bit of material. Like, I was so excited, and there's just nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll bring calculators to the funeral to write cool things such as um, 317-537-008. That's boo, Leslie. Uh, <laughs> 0. 0.08, 317-537. Leslie, boo. Or... Fuck, Leslie was great and we miss her dearly. And then I wrote, how did you write that? Oh, just really good at math. Get out. <laughs> I mean, Ta-da. it tried a bit hard, didn't it? <laughs> On a, a level. Yeah, no, there's something there. There's ideas there. Um, but they are in the graveyard. They are in the graveyard. The, and and I, don't, I don't wish to, um, you know... Uh, what's the word? I don't want to excavate the corpses. <laughs> excavate? What's the word I'm trying to think of, Katie? You're, you're a former goth. You'll know words about bodies. Zoom? I think I was going to say zoom, and then I was like, that doesn't sound right. 
dies for yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't I don't I don't I don't wish to exhume them. I don't wish to fucking dig up dig up their coffins and look at them. Yeah. I think they might be pretty stinky. <laughs> Speaking of stinky, um, <laughs> jokes I have done where they haven't worked. I had a joke about um you know how in the Bible angels are kind of like indescribable of shape with lots of eyes. I didn't know that, but I like it. Oh, yeah, they're, they're kind of mainly like eyes and wings, and one of them has like, the, it's like, it's four faces for each of the different, like, points of the compass, and they can move in those ones. And then there's another one which is like just a ring made out of eyes. It's super cool. The, I think this is why this material didn't work because, because it's not it relies well known on quite information. A deep reading of the Bible. <laughs> But it's interesting, and I had a joke about um, like a specific angel who has eight eyes, and I was like, "Oh, if an angel's got, you know, how if um, someone has a lazy eye, people are kind of like, oh, I don't know if they're looking at me or looking for me." <laughs> I had one of those, but like, I don't know if they're looking at me, looking for me, looking at that dog, <laughs> looking. <laughs> Looking, <laughs> looking at a Chinese takeaway menu, looking at, and then like several. Oh, that's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to give that what it deserves. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought you might. It's a lot of the things in the idea graveyard, um, like literally in one of my notebooks I've gone back to for this, I've got jokes that are too niche. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jokes that are too niche. I know. I that's... feel like that is too niche. I tried to make it work at, uh, when I first started comedy as well, at uh, open mic I was running. And um, I don't know, maybe I could do something with that now that I've got a bit more, ex- I've got quite a lot more experience. But yeah, like I, I, I do. I gigs in and was like, I'm not going to do stuff about like Tinder or dating <laughs> or any cats versus dogs or all men and women or my ex-boyfriend. No, I'm going to do angels. Yeah. No, that's what I think, you, you know, start, start as you intend to uh, carry on. Yeah. Um, I actually, in my, one of the bits of material I tried to make work really early on that never did. It was like, I think it was like part of my like intro about who I was mm-hmm. and it was just, I'm like a magpie. I'm drawn to shiny things. I recognize my own reflection in the mirror. And if you see just one of me, it's a sign of sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I know, it was good. I think I just, I was just too new and I just couldn't quite like sell it properly. Whereas I might be able yeah. to now, but I've written better things since, so I don't need to, you know? Um, I've got one which I had forgotten about this and I really, really love it. Um, it's, but it, it's too niche. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of that in this segment. <laughs> um, not over a religious, uh, well, the joke is things that rhyme work 81 times faster. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, um, I'm tilting my head at her. <laughs> the, um, so I, I do a bit of the witchcraft. Um, on the side, you know, the witchcraft. Yeah, that and, bear witchcraft. Um, one of the the sayings and like one of the teachers I kind of read into is that when you're writing spells, things that rhyme work nine times nine. Um, <laughs> as in like, if you write a spell which rhymes, it works better. 
is yeah. the main that, but I was like, things that rhyme 81. nine times nine, nine times nine is 81. 81. So things Excellent. that rhyme work 81 times That's nine. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, no, it's completely unusable. Yeah, but I, but I like it now that I understand it. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I have one and I've never tried this because like, again, like I, I just can feel, I do enjoy over explaining things, you know, for a laugh, but hmm. like the things that don't need to be explained. So I just had one, uh, which is just Jarvis Cocker, the most refreshed man in showbiz. And the reason that's a thing is because Jarvis Cocker, in, in, when he's singing songs, goes, ah, a lot. <laughs> and I, and the, it was nice because um, I, I re- mentioned it recently to our friend Dylan, who also fucking loves pulp. I mentioned it recently to, to Dylan, and he got it right away. And I was like, yes, but I feel like you do have to just be like fairly like, yeah. you know obsessive about Jarvis Cocker for it to click straight away and be like let me just scan my brain for all my Jarvis Cocker facts he loves to make that noise when you, that's for when you get the tour support gig for for pulp for Jarvis Cocker also I'm literally wearing a hoodie with Jarvis Cocker on it I just love him um another joke um which I think more in the spirit of this was um, when I, I used to work at CEX um, and it was not good. But every time, sometimes, I mean, comedians who are listening to this will know, sometimes you'll see something and it will kind of ring a little joke alarm in your head and you're like, oh, there's something in that. Um, and every time I picked up a copy of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the crimes of Grindelwald, my brain would go, ding-a-ling-a-ling, there's a joke there. What about the crimes of Grindelwald? <laughs> and then presented that to me like a fully finished thing. And I was like, that's not funny. So I was having a to myself every single time. I was just like, oh, crimes. Crimes. Crimes of Grindelwald. And like spelt T-R-Y-M-E-S. Nice. And every time I picked up a copy, which would be uh, like nearly every day, (laughs) Trimes Grindelwald, because no one wants to keep that film. Um, When I I don't blame them, I've never seen it, nor will I. Um, I I think next time uh, there's like a big a big like comedy club, and they and you're gonna go do like an unpaid spot so they can see whether they like you. You should call it a Trime Out spot. Um, I (laughs) this is speaking of like sort of things. The chimes, so good. (laughs) (laughs) I I found this funny. Okay, fine. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Chimes. Oh, this is a thing that I've never. I never. I gave up on it because I never figured out a way to make it work in any way. But there is. In Ottawa, where I'm from, there's this pizza mascot. <laughs> see? <laughs> see, listener, see? Um, so let me describe him to you. <clears throat> Picture a green bell pepper. Now give him onions for eyes. And a mushroom hat. And it's this place in Ottawa. It's called Ricardo's Pizza. And I'm obsessed with it because I used to walk by it it was like the road that I would walk by to get to like the 
to like one of the main bus routes. And so I would just pass by it every day and I never had pizza from there, but just they had this, this little haunting little, you know, drawing of this and of this guy on the sign. And I just was like, that's incredible. And there's a bit of lore within my friend's group back home where someone that my friends know or that some of my friends know one time dressed up as this pizza mascot on Halloween and then went into Ricardo's pizza and they were so excited that they gave him a load of free pizza. <laughs> just because they're like oh my god you're, you're doing the thing um and so I at one point I think I was just feeling like nostalgic for home and I'm like this is an amazing thing and I need people to know about this and so I decided to try to, try to write something about it and the best way that I could figure out uh to do it was to make some sort of a some sort of a you know version of of him of this pizza mascot and so I ended up painting a picture, but I very much painted it so that it, he looked as somber as I could make him <laughs> and gave it sort of like CEO sort of backdrop. <laughs> and I did try, I never figured out how to make that. So I was like, I tried it a few times. And I was like, oh, you know, and I like tried to present it as if it's a serious thing. I'm like, this is one of my heroes. And then it's this green pepper with onion eyes and a mushroom hat. And I just tried a few times and it's just like, there's, I feel like there's never going to be anything there for an audience, which is so sad because I think that weirdly you do need to have a certain level of context for it to be funny at all. Cause otherwise it's like, Oh, she's just trying to be kooky. And I'm like, no, this is, but I, I love him. Like, and it's, it's interesting how context works because one time um, I think the last time I was back home in Ottawa, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, oh, I really want to like paint a picture of that pizza mascot. And he just went Ricardo. And he was so excited. And that's the thing that I, I think that's the sort of response that I w wished it would get um, when I painted a picture of him, but that it never actually could. But jokes on everyone. I fucking have a picture of this pizza mascot hanging in my room and I get to look at it every day. <laughs> so I win either way. Leslie, it's, <laughs> have, have you painted this picture? And then as you do evil deeds... <laughs> You become more and more vegetable and pizza topping. I mean, to be fair, I think I had orange hair at the time I painted it. <laughs> and you see Leslie like accidentally, or like Leslie accidentally putting like full fat milk in a vegan's coffee and then going, oh, they won't notice. And then one of her eyes just becomes an onion. <laughs> Also, I don't want to. I don't want to startle you too much, but I literally do have this picture in my loft. Fuck! Fuck is happening to <laughs> The picture of Ricardo. Well, it's luckily um, if we, as long as we don't follow the actual promise, like premise of the novel, and you don't meet um, a desperately a desperate but talented young actress living in London oh no <laughs> but, but so many people who work at the cafe act yeah. <laughs> um I have one that I that I loved so much and I ended up not pursuing it because um it was this idea I had it was for my last show and my last show was uh as you know Katie so much about the Beatles but also a lot about me and it worked somehow um, one of the ideas I had because of one of my favorite facts in the entire world, which is that Paul McCartney wrote yesterday in a dream. And that's like sort of like widely known. But then the, the other part of it, which I found out from like the QI Twitter account, is that the original lyrics he gave it so that it would fit into the tune that came to him in a dream were scrambled eggs, 
Oh, my baby, how I love your legs. Not as much as I love scrambled eggs. And that's the original lyrics, and it makes me really happy. Um, and so then, then of course, I, I was like, oh, that's not the only Beatles song that was originally about breakfast. And I wrote, rewrote a bunch of Beatles songs to be about breakfast. And I really loved them, like, so much. And then I was telling... I was telling our friend Andrew about it, who was directing my show. I was telling our friend, our friend Andrew about it, and they were like, oh, that's been done before. Aww. Which makes sense, because, like, you know, the Beatles, like, the most popular band in all of history. Of course, you know, a widely known bit of, mate- or a widely known bit of trivia about them. You know, it, it is low-hanging fruit, but I think that mine were better. I don't, I don't know who originally yeah. did it. I can't look at their material, but I think mine were so fucking good, so... Are the Beatles the one with Axl Rose? Yeah, that's it. Oh, right. You know so much about music. Katie, you just have to pretend that you know the, the original songs and then this will be great. <laughs> 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 All right. I don't care too much for money. Money can't buy me yogurt. And then I put an <laughs> asterisk. Paul was actually mistaken in this case. The Finnish song Can't Buy Me Love was released in 1964. Yogurt used to be available exclusively in health food shops up until 1963 when Swiss brand Ski was launched in the UK. We can only assume that Paul's realization of his mistake was the reason he changed the lyrics. That's one of them. (laughs) It's really good. I really like them. Then this is another one. Got your porridge soaking overnight. Take those steel cut oats and add some milk and some fruit. Maybe also brown sugar or cinnamon or nuts. That one's just an instructional on how to make porridge. <laughs> and that, there are a lot of them, but these are, I think, my three favorite ones. My, my, the third one. Eggshells, fucking hell. My omelet is not turning out well. Fuck eggshells. And then um, in the song Michelle, there's a bit where it goes into French. So then I wrote, <laughs> eggshells, fucking hell, mon omelette n'est pas réussi, pas réussi. <laughs> there was also one that was like, when I find myself in times of hunger, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, musily. Random year, random year, we find a year, a random year. We have a little chat about the random year. Were we alive? What will we do? Listen to random year and we'll tell you. Are we in the future? Are we in the past? Don't think about how long you'll last because we all die. Random year. 1936. 1936? Yeah. I wasn't alive. No, neither was I. Although... Um, I do, I, what I, have I, I don't know if I've told the story of the podcast already. Um, when I first moved to London, I went to register for the GP. I went into the office and, and the lady went, what's your date of birth? And I said, October 13th, 1986. And she went 1936, but not surprised. (laughs) So maybe I was. Ooh. 
today we have things that you should fear. <gasps> I've never seen this program, but I'm in it, so why would I? From my understanding, what you do on Fear Factor is you eat bugs, and that's mainly it. So, um, what I have today for Leslie is... Hello. Hi. What I have today for Leslie is... Hello. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, what we have for Leslie is... Hello. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> so, what we have for Leslie is... A selection of Latin words and phrases, not necessarily, a, a selection of Latin names for things, and some of them are things you would eat, and some of them are things you wouldn't eat. Generally. I know that life. Um, so I'm going to present those to Leslie, Whoa. and uh, she can choose. And our first one is the wonderful, the is it delicious, is it not, who knows, Cut. Cochinelli Day Magnifica. Ooh, it sounds magnificent. I'll eat it. That's a ladybird, you freak. Oh, no. Well, no. They're, 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 it's all cute, but they're quite small, so, you know. Are you frightened? I mean, I'm slightly uncomfortable. Good. <laughs> That's well on the way. Next, we have the potentially delicious, potentially devastating Caesar Aritinum. I guess I'll eat it. That's a chickpea. Oh, yay! That's an enjoyable Yum. thing. Cool. Are yeah. you feeling less frightened? Yeah, but also that was not very filling. No, it's just the one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ready to eat some more things, but then not, not necessarily all of them. What about a Gaius Marius? No. You wouldn't eat a Gaius Marius? No, I don't think I will. That makes sense. Because Gaius Marius was a Roman general in the Roman army. <laughs> <laughs> What about a cucumis sativus? Sure. That's a cucumber! Hey! Three out of four! That's a very scary at all! And, oh, we have the Periplaneta Australasiae. Something Australasian. But it says peri, which is like a... Peri-peri is like a spicy. <laughs> it's like a spicy. But I'm not, really, I'm not really a big spice fan, so I'm not going to eat it. That's good, because that's an Australian cockroach. Oh, good. I'm glad. Very spicy. Like the guy who presents Fear Factor. It definitely sounds spooky like this. <laughs> You'd have to, though. If you're presenting a show called Fear Factor, why would you just have a normal person voice? Like, you got to fucking ghost the shit out of it, right? Yes. It just makes sense, Katie. I know you know. Yes. 
Thank you. It was very affirming. <laughs> that was fear factor. Yay! I mean, I, I might just go get some more food now because that was, you know, not very much to eat. Hot take, hot take of the week. 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 Oh, we're terribly edgy. Hot take of the week. Social media is is fine. It's what? Okay. Tell me more. It's just that, like in I my screen time got to a lot during the pandemic because obviously I'm not allowed to see my friends mm. and um but I'm with like most of my close friends and stuff on like in group chats and um yes Leslie I'm in a group chat with you and I yeah. also talk to you individually yeah so just real special and also we're talking to each other right now but also the listeners hello yeah hi guys <laughs> so I had a, a period of um I deleted all, I do it fairly regularly. I delete all of the, like, I delete Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, Tumblr. Those are like my five. And um, I just delete them off my phone. And generally I find that I do be happier, but there's some parts of it I miss. You, 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 you do be. I'm getting away from Facebook. But like, um, I've really found that, like, as, because I'm, cause I'm 23 and I'm on the the edge of like the millennial um, Gen Z kind of thing. Um, most of my friends um, I know from the comedy industry, so they're my age or older. But... Hello. <laughs> Hi, Lengi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but people who are like slightly, who are like pretty much like the same age as me, but a bit younger, I have never really had any connection with. And so I've really enjoyed getting on TikTok and seeing what the, what the, not when I think what the teens are up to as a 23 year old it sounds bad but like people who are also in their like late teens early 20s young adult thing it's nice yeah that's nice I I never I never got into like a big social group when I was at uni and it's still a kind of like alienation from my peers I felt but it's helped and it's nice and then like I, um, I went to see a movie yesterday and was like I want to talk to other people about this movie, but they haven't seen it. So I can just hop on to like Tumblr and someone will have done a deep dive into like analyzing it. I just go on there and I can read about what other people think. And it's nice. Yeah. no, I... and, and Twitter can be fun and is like, it's awful in places, but as long as you avoid certain bits and you kind of tailor it. Yeah. I think it can be nice. I know my, my Twitter, I've never really uh, related to people's issues with Twitter because my feed is so like just sunshiny and happy. And so I don't really, you know, like I do, it is how I sort of find out about a lot of what's happening in the world um, is kind of through seeing people that I like whose opinions I kind of, you know, who are kind of within my bubble reference it. And then, you know, if it's anything that I can't work out from there, then I'll go, oh, what's happened? And then I'll go and find out. But like, yeah, no, I, I sort of have never seen, like, I know the dark side of Twitter is very much there, but I just am like, no, sunshiny, nice and happy, it's a good. Also on Facebook, I've just been 
unfollowing so many people all the time like anyone on my on my Facebook that I'm just like I don't really like you that much I just I, I just hide their posts so I don't have to see them anymore and it's just becoming a nicer and nicer place for it yeah and I think um there's a kind of joy in um my tumblr I always had it so that like even though I got it because my friends at the time had it mm-hmm. um I never really told anyone my username yeah and um I've got like a few people on there now but for a long time like I didn't have my I still don't have my name or picture anywhere on my yeah and I kind of want to do the same with my TikTok even though I feel like I should be making TikTok content um as a comedian Gen Zer who's on yeah which every day in the pandemic I should probably make some of them but um it's it's just like I have my immediate friends, but it's just nice kind of seeing what's going on in the zeitgeist and yeah, in a way that, but like it's incredibly, it's incredibly tailored, but in, in a way that I find positive. So I suppose it's just about curating your online spaces, but yeah, because like it's kind of, it, it's help, it helps with the claustrophobia a little. Yeah, for sure. I know I found, I found like, social media over like especially over like big lockdown um was a lifesaver just because I kind of mm-hmm. could go like my one of my favorite things to do specifically with Facebook I did a bit a bit with Instagram as well would just be to go like anytime my brain was being a bit weird but I want and I wanted to socialize with people but I didn't really know how because I have lots of problems with with that with reaching out to people I would just do a post and just go hey everyone like what's something that's made you happy today? Um, and that's sort of my way of like, cause I, I like positive things. I've always been really like into sort of making positive things lists. If I'm feeling a bit down to try to cheer myself out. And I want, I, I want to hear uh, other people's positive things. And so that's been my sort of coping thing. Um, and it's been really nice because the more I do that, the more comfortable I am just kind of going, hello, people I know, talk to me. You know, <laughs> and yeah. it's just sort of, um, so yeah, I've sort of conquered something within myself there. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I've also, I've just been thinking about it in the broader sense of like, um, like specific people I talk to are in like small groups. So I've got yeah three group chats I'm active with and then I'll talk to my like family or friends yeah. individually. Um, but like, I really like crowds and like that kind of like anonymous, I've missed that kind of anonymous feeling. Yeah. And it's really interesting, I think, um, early in lockdown, the popularity of, like, Animal Crossing and, like, people visiting each other's islands. Yeah. Um, Like, you see someone, like, you see, you can see someone else's character moving and you're aware that's what someone else is doing with their hands. Like, you know, that's the person that's moving. And I think that's something which I really liked about MMOs when I was growing up. Like, when I was obsessed with playing World of Warcraft, and I didn't have many friends in school, and especially not when I first started uni. Um, it, it kind of fulfills the social need on some kind of like parasocial level. Yeah. Uh, and like, um, it's one of the th- reasons I think um, Among Us has got really popular recently. For those of you who don't know it, it's like a game where you, it's basically like a hidden role game, like Werewolf where someone is an alien and you're trying to figure out who it is, but you, you get paired up randomly and you've all got 
like silly usernames and there's no way to kind of find out who people are so it's safe for kids and stuff but it's just people wandering around and playing together and it's just nice knowing that those like it's yeah it's knowing that those people are like strangers who are running around and you can see them it's yeah it's weird it's the kind of thing which I never thought I would miss but I, I don't know I, I really love walking paths through a crowd because I'm really good at dodging around people and also to be fair I look like a freak so people tend to get out of my way <laughs> <laughs> um I don't think social media is as bad as people say you just yeah, need to tailor your social media to exactly be good for you. And there was a thing early in lockdown, I had a bit of a, like, there was a weird familiarity I felt to it. And I realized that's because as a teenager, like, so many of my good friends were people I, that I knew from online I could only speak to online. Mm. So it was really strange to be in a situation unlike anything we'd ever been in and then just go. But something about just talking to all of my friends, like, just on the computer and not seeing people in person brings up something in me and then I was like oh just you know different situation but same sort of outcome of just kind of being like you know excited to get to chat with my friends on the computer yeah <laughs> you know I was like and it was interesting because it made me sort of forge connections like re reforge these connections that I'd sort of like lost over the years because I was like obviously time zones stopped mattering as much as well and it obviously made us all reach out more to people. Um, I'm, what I'm saying is I agree with you. Wait. 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 Like, you know, the thing that's... It goes with funerals, but it's not a funeral. That thing. Carol Hanover, who recently passed away at the age of 82, was celebrated by family and friends this Thursday at Red Mountain Funeral Home in Phoenix, Arizona, and was described by a close family member as a lovely tribute, except for the fact the air conditioner wasn't working. The celebration of Carol's life took place at 12 noon, at which point the temperature was 93.2 degrees Fahrenheit or 34 degrees Celsius. That's your hot, hot wake of the week. <laughs> <laughs> hot wake of the week. <laughs> it's just a really hot wake. It sounds like it. Too warm for that. 34 degrees. And a cold. I know. I know. Wow. Stinky. Get all big. They probably embalmed it. <laughs> get all big. That's what they do when they get the hot. <laughs> I've watched Ask a Mortician, the fusion of, of both of us into one woman. Oh, right. Yeah, no, I need to watch that. I just am imagining, you know, those little, like, tiny, like, dinosaur shaped sponges, and then you put them in water. <laughs> That's 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 uh that's that's death for you. <laughs> Just end up with a big BFG size person. You know, you know when they say that the world's overpopulated, which it is. It's not even because there's too many people. It's just because there's too many dead people, and they're all growing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know how uh, the um, 
so the Indian subcontinent is separate from the rest of Eurasia and is actually a separate tectonic plate pushing up, which is what has made the Himalayas. Um, that's from the world's oldest corpse. <laughs> ghosts we like to be haunted by Ghosts we like to be haunted by Ooh. Invite me to your dinner party So, ghosts I'd like to be haunted by I would like to be haunted by um, Mary Shelley For irony's sake She invented science fiction And did like the life, life after death Even though it was like creating a new person Rather than revitalising an old one Because obviously like Mary Shelley invented Goth and sci-fi and everything And she's so like super cool Yeah And it would be cool to hang out with her also. Yeah Maybe I could show her like uh, a Marvel movie And show her that maybe inventing sci-fi was a mistake <laughs> Fucking good, great dunk on Marvel there. Thanks. <laughs> Took a while to get there, but I, I did. Um, I think I'd like to be haunted by like I'm gonna say the most obvious possible thing because I think that people would be furious if I didn't. Bowie, probably. I got two Bowie tattoos. I have to say it, don't I? Yeah, I. When you said the obvious one. I thought you were going to go with the theme of your previous show and you were going to say Paul McCartney. Who is- <gasps> or is Ringo dead? Do you want to know that secret? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or just, oh, I'd love to be haunted by like, I mean, two of them are, two of them are still alive. Uh, maybe just one. Ooh. But I'd really like to just be haunted by like the Beatles circa like 1964 when they liked each other. <laughs> I think I'd like to be haunted by um, the UK's best ghost. I'm sure you know the UK's best ghost. I, well, actually, you know, I don't know if you do know the UK's best no, ghost. No, I don't. Which I don't. we've all agreed on. And that is Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Do you Sorry, know about I, I don't. Um, for the listener, I look absolutely delighted. Do you know about Jeff the Talking Mongoose? No, but I like that he has a song. So, admittedly, the, the song isn't um, efficient. <laughs> it's until you pitch it to the Jeff the Talking Mongoose board. Jeff the Talking Mongoose is um, a ghost uh, <laughs> that, that uh, haunted a family on the Isle of Man and um, lived in their walls. I'm going to read the story of in september 1931 the irving family consisting of james margaret and a 13 year old daughter named royery claims they heard a persistent scratching rustling and vocal noises behind their farmhouse's wooden wall panel that variously resembled a ferret a dog or a baby <laughs> according to the irvings a creature named jeff introduced itself and told them it was a mongoose born in new delhi india in 1852 <laughs> According to Voyery, Jeff was the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a large bushy tail. The Irvings say that Jeff communicated to them that he was an extra, extra clever mongoose, an earthbound spirit, and a ghost in the form of a mongoose. And once said, I am a freak, I have hands and I have feet, and if you saw me you'd faint, you'd be petrified, mummified, turned to stone, or a pillar of salt. <laughs> I love him. 
I love him so much. Yeah, Vinks made various claims about Jeff. He supposedly guarded their house and informed them of the approach of guests or any unfamiliar dog. They said that if someone had um, forgotten to put the fire out at night, Jeff would go um, down and stop the stove. The Irvings claimed Jeff would also wake people up when they overslept and whenever mice got into the house, Jeff supposedly assumed the role of a cat, though he preferred to scare them rather than kill them. The Irvings say they gave Jeff biscuits, chocolates and bananas and the food left from the saucer suspended from the ceiling, uh, which he took when he thought no one was watching. Um, the Irvings claim the mongoose regularly accompanied them on trips to the market, but always stayed on the other side of he- the hedges, chatting inconse- incessantly. Ah! Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Oh wow, if you go on the Wikipedia page, there is a wonderful sketch of Jeff the talking mongoose. Oh my god, I'm, I'm going to go look at it right now. It's really good. Um, but I just really enjoy um, I am a freak. I have hands and I have Feet. If you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified. Mummy, if I'd turn into stone or a pillar of salt. <laughs> so good. And claims that he was an extra, extra clever mongoose. Oh yes, I've, I've seen, I've seen the picture of Jeff the talking mongoose before. <laughs> so good. I love his, I love his like massive eyelashes or eyebrows. Yeah. And, yeah. So glamorous. So describe him. It looks kind of like a, a ferret, but with very austere eyebrows. What's that? Um, Leslie, what's um, the Muppet with big eyebrows who's a bird? He's an eagle. Oh, yeah, Sam the Eagle. Sam Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest sounds. That one was the absence of sound to, to, to signify <laughs> that you're all alone and you're the last person alive on earth. Um, but then you only realize that you're not because you've decided to end it all. So you jump out the window and then you hear a phone ringing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one's scary because like, someone sobbing and you've made that happen and you didn't mean it to and you don't know how to fix it i have given you all of the things that you want now you have no purpose in life no quite scary yeah it is scary um i'm gonna do my trump card now okay i need to clarify for the people listening to the podcast um this is me and not a recording i do a very good baby impression no (laughs) katie i absolutely despise that it's It's really horrible (laughs) it's really bad It's, it's horrible the worst part is I can do it with my mouth shut as well. It's like, ah, 
Ben's trying to sleep in the other room and I'm doing this. I mean, joke's on him. It's only fucking 10, 15 p.m. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> We've just had the house defleed, but as so... It's a Saturday night! Fights, but as revenge, I'm going to wake up and just find like, Ben-sized teeth in my ankles as revenge for waking him up with my terrible baby noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were some scary sounds. I just want to, I'm just, I just really want to make Halloween sound effects now, but that's no good. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> I've just thought, what's that? Have you heard that, that, that fucking like horrible, like, um, no, no license Christmas song that you'll hear playing in like big shops sometimes. It's like, um, Dominic the donkey. <laughs> It's amazing. Dominic the donkey. I was I was gonna try to I wonder how little license we need. I'm just like we can have that to end like end the podcast out. We can just fade it. Zero license. Oh my god. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la la la, la 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 Santa's got a little friend, his name is Dominic. What? So this is the scariest sound you could have made. Yeah. The cutest little donkey, you never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be. Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La la. I really like that he's Italian. <laughs> Implying that Joseph, not only did Joseph and Mary have to get, have to travel from wherever they were to Bethlehem, which was quite a journey, apparently. And they had, uh, they had, they had to, to stop by Italy. The donkey from, uh, from Italy first. Jesus was supposed to be born in August, but they just didn't have time. Get back up there! <laughs> ah, la, 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 la. I will genuinely, genuinely stop that there just because I don't know how much trouble we can get into. <laughs> I mean, they do always... Boom. The copyright people or our listeners... Both. They're going to work out how to... They're going to work out how to take our coffee and extract money. All two pounds, something that we made off of it so far. I have it in a special savings pot on my Monzo. <laughs> we don't spend it all in one place. Jiggity jig, hee haw, hee haw, Dominic the donkey. It's terrible, I hate it. I know, it's horrible, I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) 
next time I hear that, I'm going I'm to film myself and send it to you. I'm so excited for you to get Bader Meinhof phenomenon for that. <laughs> it is 100%, 100% going to happen, and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a, fitting, a fitting end to, um, to the episode, but boy, I am a feared right now. <laughs> Hee-haw, hee-haw. No. <laughs> Leslie, are you, are you afraid of the future? Yeah, but can I deeply, like, I am just genuinely looking at my Ricardo painting being like, you stay over there! <laughs> <sighs> Good night, listener. Hee-haw, hee-haw. <laughs> Thank you for listening to A Fun Time with Katie and Leslie. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Katie and Leslie. And on, on Facebook, Katie's the hype man. And on Facebook at either A Fun Time with Katie and Leslie, if you search it, or Facebook.com slash Katie and Leslie. Fuck yeah. Katie, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me personally at... Katie Zoe Mitchell on Instagram and Katie Zoe Mitch on Twitter. And you can find me at Rainbow Z on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, you can either search for Leslie Ewing Burgess if you can spell that, which you can't, or <laughs> Facebook.com slash boobsly or boobs lie, however you choose to read it. No! Uh. Big cartoon eyes. Awooga! <laughs> <laughs> There she goes to get a glass of water or potentially never come back. And just block me on all social media so I don't realize. Well, I would realize because I'd go, where's Katie? And then I might log out and then I'd search for her and I'd find her and I'd be really sad. So don't do that, Katie. Don't block me on all social media. Rather than coming back and recording a podcast with me, it would make me sad. You can tell I'm not musical from the way this song is going everywhere, all over the place, like it doesn't actually have any real musicality to it. But certainly my voice is getting higher as I sing. And hello. Katie gone to get a glass of water. Will she ever return? Let's find out. But we won't find out for some time because her new house is really big. Unlike her old flat, which was rather small. So... She actually is coming back. That was actually really quick. Gotta stop singing this song and pretend I never sang a song. So it's a nice surprise for Katie when... She hears it when editing. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Here she is. She is returned. Maybe that's the thing. If you are going to come to my incredibly vulnerable grandparents' house for Christmas, yeah. try and get COVID now. You know, I, yeah. You just go on a bus and lick everything, and then you'll be over it by Christmas. I have been, but it hasn't worked yet. Well, lick harder. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sprain my tongue from all the licking. <laughs> oh, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs>